I'm Kendall Becker, and I've worked with some of the biggest global names in the fashion industry. Even though much of my work has taken an international stance on fashion, it's kept me stuck behind a computer screen in a tiny New York City apartment for far too long. So I'm ditching the laptop, putting my trend forecasting skills to the test, and setting out to discover inspiring stories of fashion and culture from creatives around the globe to understand how they curate their world firsthand. Guatemala is a country that is rich in history, dating all the way back to Mayan civilizations, which is just so mind-blowingly cool. Now it's a hub for art, architecture, fashion, culinary, that just makes us a beautiful blend of history and modernism. A business that is really embracing this just mentality of old with new and getting creative in the market was Nana in Antigua. It's ran by this incredible power couple of a chef and just an incredible fashion businesswoman. And they've come together to blend old and new. So fusion cuisines mixed with vintage clothing. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Truly, like, bury me there. So tell me about your story. Were you always interested in fashion? How did you end up here and having this gorgeous space? Well, first, um, I'm from Guatemala City. Okay. I'm from Guatemala City, that's where I was born. But I moved here to Antigua like seven years ago, maybe. Okay. And I was always interested in fashion. Mm -hmm. I always loved clothes. And I always yes. have like a lot of clothes. <laughs> I was the same so, way, like a crazy five-year-old, just like obsessed with dress up, all the things. I, yeah. I, yeah. I had a super small room, mm -hmm. but I always managed to like, everything. <laughs> it's the important things, exactly. obviously. So I grew up going to thrift stores with my family. Mm -hmm. That was something that we really enjoyed, doing it together. I love that. Yeah, yeah. it's like an activity. It was super, yeah. super fun to do it together. So I think that was how I developed like that um, love to clothes. Yeah. And that's how I learned to to choose between everything that you find there, like a good quality, like good right. fabrics. I learn about brands also. Mm -hmm. So basically I learned how to choose the best of all the right. stuff. You now. develop a really good eye once you start to train it like that. That's funny, similarly, my mom and I used to go shopping every Saturday and she is like a sales it's just okay. all about finding the best deal. Mm -hmm. And how, yeah, you start to develop that mindset of being like, okay, how can I find the best thing at the best price? I have all these options. How do you read through that? Exactly. Yeah, that yeah. Was like when I start finding like stuff that I knew that it was super expensive, you know, but I found it like a really good price. Mm -hmm. Like that was one of my, my, uh, I don't know, I was really expecting that every weekend. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I mean, that's how I spend my weekends, so here for it. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, cool. So did you then study fashion or how did you transition that love for it into a business? Well, to be honest, I, I didn't. I didn't study anything about fashion. Yeah. I 
with I study management in university. Okay. So, but I think I always have that love for clothes. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I think it was because my closet, my closet just exploded. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't fit more stuff, and I just keep finding treasures in the in the thrift stores that I just couldn't leave. You know? And nice. stuff that it, maybe they were not my size or something like maybe some sometimes not my style. Uh huh. But, but you know it's a great idea. But I knew exactly. Yeah. I knew. So I just start buying everything. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right, because yeah, you could be like you'll send a picture to a friend. And you're like you have to buy this. Someone needs it. Please. That's what I did. Like I start sending it for my friends, mm -hmm. and then I think it was during the pandemic that my husband, he wanted to cook something different. Okay. Yeah, like I told you, we own the ramen shop. So mm -hmm. he wanted to do a different cuisine. And he was, uh, one day we were talking like, what if we mix both, both things, clothing and yeah. food? Like, yeah. That's two of the things that we all do, you know? Everybody eats, everybody wears clothes. 100%. <laughs> so it's perfect. And I remember we think like a place where he can go with me to shopping and he will really enjoy it. You know, yeah. and I can go with him and have a really nice dinner and shopping. <laughs> right. It's kind of one of those things that I feel like it's this really experiential element of like different ways to treat ourselves and like express creativity and all of it coming together. It makes sense to have it in one space. So tell us a bit about secondhand and vintage shopping here in Guatemala. Okay. Well, we are, well, I feel like I'm super lucky because we have a lot of thrift stores in Guatemala. Mm -hmm. In Guatemala, we don't call them thrift stores. We call them pacas. Okay. So we have been, we, we have pacas all over the country yeah. and they have been here for forever. Uh, we get a lot of secondhand clothes from the U.S. mostly. This is so interesting to me. So I feel like obviously worked in the industry for a while, mm -hmm. and I'd never heard this. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of like, you know, the stuff that they don't want anymore. Yeah, yeah. Know, like I ended up here, and that's mm -hmm. good and bad at the same time. Because right. like, there's some pieces. There's some stuff that we can like use mm -hmm. that I, I can find and I can resell it right. but there's some stuff that is damaged there's uh, holes in it or it's not even right for uh, weather you know right. like coats or like it's like what you guys are that over here right. <laughs> exactly so that's good and bad you know because where do all that stuff end Exactly. It kind of defeats the point of being sustainable when you're shipping all this stuff down here that no one can use anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So back in, in New York, for example, everyone gets so caught up in like the latest and greatest trends. But here, you know, we're really talking about this artisanal approach. What do you think that people outside of would can take away from this philosophy of dressing and shopping? And just being a bit more careful with what you're buying. Yeah. I think something that they can learn is to not feed on the, not try to feed on a trend mm -hmm. all the time. Yes. You know? Uh -huh. Like, 
usually, uh, well, thinking about the vintage, you know, vintage yeah. and secondhand scene, um, you know, you don't always find like the latest trend, you right. know. But that doesn't mean that that it doesn't look good, and then you can you cannot like making your own or own style, you know. So I think that's some something that happens here, mm -hmm. like. Uh, and you work your style around the stuff that you find, you yes, know? that makes sense. You don't like go to look exactly for something that is trendy, uh -huh. you know? Like on the vintage or secondhand scene. Right, it kind of gives you that new mindset of how can I work with what I have? And I feel like it sparks an extra sense of creativity that like, we need to always get to play with that I feel like is a really fun way to approach fashion. Heading outside of the cities, you have to see Lake Atlan. This is this lost in time feeling portion of the country that is absolutely incredible and has all these little towns that line this lake and each one really has its own specialty, embraces its own culture. So if you are looking for a great food scene, it's there. If you're looking to dive into spirituality, you have it. If you want to rave all night, that is there also, and it is just the coolest place. It's also known for being an energy vortex, which, I don't know, I feel like I felt it, sure. This idea of art and culture combining with history really runs into hospitality too. There are so many incredible properties that are in Antigua, in the cities, but also out at the lake that are just a must see. What's so beautiful about the way that a lot of these hospitality properties are developed is embracing this culture and just the incredible talent that is within Guatemala and then combining it with these just pockets of luxury that feels like a really special experience. I visited a couple of Rela and Chateau properties while I was in Guatemala and they truly took my breath away. When I say that this is my best hotel experience ever, I am not exaggerating. Okay, so clearly the common thread here is how do we embrace history, but how do we move forward? I connected with Laura from Shibaba Studios and she does this with jade specifically. So she makes this beautiful jewelry, but she's also developed this entire just creative studio that has weaving, arts, events going on. It's truly incredible the way that she's brought all this just creative energy together and created a community. All right, let's kick it off. Tell me how you ended up here. Well, I'm originally from Antigua, mm -hmm. so I had the opportunity of living in different places, but this is what I call home. So I was always inspired of doing something here. Um, I've always been into design and aesthetic oriented, and um, yeah, it all happened because of 
I found jade, which is a specific yes. stone that belongs to Guatemala um, a few years ago. Okay. And then I decided that I really wanted to honor the material, but also learn how to transform it. Yes. I grew up watching coffee table books with these masterpieces made by Mayans and then the next thing I knew about jade or Guatemalan jewelry was like, it's nothing, you know, it's something oriented to tourism, tourism from 50 years ago, Right. so right. where's the value to it, mm -hmm. you know? And how do you bring that into this new age of design? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Okay. And how do you actually give the value it has? Like, for example, jade, it's such a cultural um, part to Guatemala. Right. For the Mayans, jade was the most important thing left here in Earth for us, even more important than gold. You know, the fact yeah, that yeah. the colors it had resembled like the sky and nature mm -hmm. really made them um, connect with this element as their more sacred thing, their most sacred thing, and that one thing that would take them from one life to the other. So the stone yes. of eternity, the stone of life, you know, something that connects you with your soul. And knowing all of that and then just not being able to find another presentation of it really uh -huh. got me thinking. Tell me about your design process and integrating this into jewelry. How did you land on your approach? Well, I think I'm a maker. You know, mm -hmm. I've been always making things. Okay, like, yeah. I grew up in a place where we did carpentry and where if something got ruined, we were to find the ways to fix it. So I was always very okay, in contact yeah. with making things, with solving problems. Yes, you got your problem general. solving hat on, okay. Um, and being hands-on, you know, and learning new stuff. So yeah. basically when we found Jade in, in, in this land, mm -hmm. my passion for transformation was like, yeah. I need to learn how to transform this material. Like, how do you cut a stone? How do you transform a stone? Like, how? You right. know, and it was that that actually like gave me the idea of starting this, you know, which okay. started as a as a studio where I was learning how to transform okay. this stone. Okay. You know, I was learning what could be done. Of course I had the references of, mm -hmm. of all these Mayan pieces because right. I admire a lot all, all the Mayan arts in general. But also like I knew in terms of design that I wanted to present the material in different ways. Yes, you know? so for you, what are elements that you bring in that make it unique to your taste or bringing it into this modern age of this historic stone? Hmm. I think I'm very inspired in, in nature and mostly in the material and where it comes from. Jade yeah. comes from a deserty type of forest where you see rivers that are dry six months of the year and are crazy six months of the year. Wild. So I think this duality has always inspired me and like uh, many other elements, you know, at the end it's honoring a technique that has been a heritage for me and being able to present an interpretation of what I get from that, you know? Yeah, so I consider that like a very strong influence and then just being able to play around, you know, like what if right. we make a squared this, or what if we make just a half circle of this, you know, it's really Hell yeah, the have some fun with it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a creative process, it is. and it's supposed to be fun. Exactly. Right. Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> I love that. How do you think that mentality feeds into like the philosophy of dressing here and just like 
fashion and that mentality of getting dressed in the morning and accessorizing. Mm -hmm. I believe in jewelry as the one thing that will determine your style. You would that. look completely different if you weren't using the jewelry you were using. 100%. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I just see jewelry like that little thing. Yes, we can both have the same type of outfit. We can even be sharing the same shirt, but your accessories will make it look completely different. So I think it's mostly that, you know, like being able to put the final touch to your style. Be that. able to wear a nose cuff and just feel completely yes. different, you know, in a matter of five minutes. Or I just 100%. change the jewelry today or wear no jewelry today and express yeah. something completely different. So I think in terms of fashion, what I try to do is honoring our local materials, uh -huh. especially jade. Also, like the metals that we use are recycled from previous jewelry. But what I try to give to our visitors is an alternative. Yeah. An alternative of something that represents a lot from a heritage. Mm -hmm. A product that comes from honoring a material, from nice. honoring a process, from honoring the people behind, and to give you that alternative of being conscious and connected to what you're wearing. I think a lesson that we can all learn from Guatemala is how do we embrace our past, our history, whether that's personal or cultural, and take that moving forward. What does that look like when we continue to innovate and be creative, but still, you know, staying true to those around us and creating a community. It really is just a great way to approach things from arts to business that is really, really valuable at the end of the day and for our society moving forward.